Well, on this uh, Sunday before uh, Thanksgiving, it's always important uh, for us to recognize the value of those things uh, that are important in our life. I read about an antique collector uh, who was walking through a city uh, down in a certain section where there were a lot of stores that sold some things and uh, that he was interested in collecting. And he noticed uh, an alley cat uh, that was lapping up milk out of a saucer. And the thing about the saucer was he recognized that that saucer was extremely old and very valuable. So he went into the store and he figured, well, the store owner doesn't know anything about that. He's got a cat drinking out of that thing. So he says, I'll tell you what, he says, I want to buy that cat. He said, I'll give you $2 for the cat. And the store owner said, no, I'm not, I don't think I can do that. Uh, that cat kind of keeps me company and I get lonely here sometimes and every now and then catches occasional mouse or whatever. And the fellow said, well, I'll tell you what, I really need that cat to catch the mice around my place. I'll give you 50 bucks for him. And the guy says, well, okay, for 50 bucks, I'll give you the cat. I'll sell you the cat. So he picks up the cat, and he's got it under his, under his arm. And then he says, oh, by the way, he says, I noticed that cat was drinking out of that saucer. And, and rather than my having to buy something for it, could you just throw the saucer in that deal so the cat would be familiar with the saucer when he goes to the new place to live? And the guy that owned the store said, no, he said, I can't do that. He said, that's my lucky saucer. He said, I've already sold 68 cats this week. <laughs> I was a man who knew the value of what he had. Now, as we approach uh, Thanksgiving this Thursday, uh, it, it's a great time to understand the value of giving thanks. Many years before Christ, Cicero, uh, the Roman philosopher, said, Gratitude is not only greatest of all virtues, but the parent of all others. Psychologists today have learned the same thing, and they're telling us uh, that sincere gratitude, generally expressing uh, thanksgiving from the heart, is, is one of the most positive emotional energy ex exploits that we could ever experience. It generates all the other attitudes in our life. So it seems that we need to learn uh, the value of giving thanks because maybe we're not quite as good at it as we think. We're much like the little boy who uh, in a store with his mother shopping and uh, one of the men working there gave him an orange. And the mother prodded the little boy and said, well, now what do you say? She wanted him to say thank you. Instead, he handed the orange back and he said, how about peel it? See, there are some of us who aren't really thankful. We believe that we deserve what we have and what we don't have we think we should have. Then there are others who are thankful, but they're very quiet and discreet about it. Then there are still others who are just so thankful they cannot contain themselves. I've observed in my life that the deeper a person's relationship is with God, then the more excited they are about their blessings and they are thankful. Many times in the scripture we are given admonitions about uh, giving thanks. The apostle Paul was one who expressed over and over that experience about giving thanks. We might not catch that unless we go back and we look at these verses sincerely. In Romans six seventeen, he says, But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching to which you were entrusted. Thanks be to God. 
In another letter, Paul would write and say in 2 Corinthians, But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphant procession in Christ and through us, everywhere spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. And then in speaking about the change that God brings about in our life through the gift of Jesus Christ, he wrote to the Corinthian church and said, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, a great resurrection chapter, Apostle Paul writes and says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? And he goes on to say, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the Apostle Paul had a great, growing, close relationship, an intimate relationship with God. And the deeper that relationship grew, the more thankful and grateful he was and the more that he expressed it. So today we need to come and address the question, why give thanks? Let me read with you Psalm 100. You can follow along in your Bibles, your Bible app on your phone or on the screen. Uh, You can also find a pew Bible there in case you want to use that. But Psalm 100 is a great call for us to worship with that spirit of thanksgiving. The psalmist writes and says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Well, the psalmist answers uh, a great many questions that we might have about why should we give thanks? Or give thanks to whom? Uh, really answers these questions. And I want to give you three reasons, I think, that we can pull out of here or anywhere else in the Scriptures. Number one is that giving thanks reminds us of how blessed we are. This psalmist who writes Psalm 100 is blessed And knows that and expresses that in the writing. Uh, We need to understand, too, that when we give thanks, we're reminded of how blessed we really are. You see, it's like looking at a cup. The optimist says that the cup uh, is half full. The pessimist says the cup is half empty. The child of God says, my cup runneth over. I read somewhere these words. I think it pretty much describes something that could jerk us back into the reality of giving thanks. So if you woke up this morning and were able to hear the birds sing, use your vocal cords to utter human sounds, walk to the breakfast table on two good legs and read the newspaper with two good eyes, you are more blessed than millions of those who could not do those simple tasks of life. If you have never experienced the danger of battle... The loneliness of imprisonment, the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you're better off than over 500 million people in the world. If you can attend a church worship without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death, you're more blessed than 3 million people in the world. If you have some food in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, a place to sleep, you're richer than 75% of this world. If you have some money in the bank, in your wallet, and spare change in a dish someplace, you are among the top 8% of the world's wealthy. 
If you're over 30 and either of your parents are still alive, you're very rare. Over a billion people are orphans by that age. If you hold up your head with a smile on your face and are truly thankful, then you are blessed because the majority can, but most do not. What is it about us that we have a tendency to fixate so much on our burdens or our concerns or our disappointments more than on the blessings that God has given to us? So how can we say that we are people of faith when so much of our life is not lived by faith but by fear and regrets and disappointments? When we truly give thanks, we're reminded of how blessed we are. I think a second reason to ask that question about why give thanks is because giving thanks reminds us of the source of our blessings. When we turn back to the Old Testament and we look at King David leading Israel in preparation for building the first temple in Jerusalem. Out of, out of his own personal wealth, David gave 3,000 talents of gold and 7,000 talents of silver. An amount today that would be about $5.9 billion in today's dollars. And then the leaders of Israel contributed several times even more than that. And then in the great prayer that follows in 1 Chronicles 29... Portions of it are where David says, wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things, and your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. See, David's prayer there is a great prayer because he acknowledges so openly and so passionately that the source of all of his blessings came from God. When you and I start counting our blessings, we are truly reminded of just how good God has been to us. And those blessings just don't happen. There's a source of everything, and that source of blessing is God. Why give thanks? The third reason. Giving thanks reminds us how much God loves us. That we are always to be thankful for God's redeeming grace. In Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, the Apostle Paul wrote, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So there's a great reminder there of God's love for us and how through His grace we are saved, through our faith in that grace. And it's affirmed in many other places in the Scriptures as well. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Romans 5, 8. The Apostle Paul writes, But God demonstrates His own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And Ephesians 5, 1 through 2 reminds us, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, 
just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Paul David Tripp tweeted sometime back and said, The Son of Love was made a sacrifice so that the love of our hearts would be captured by the God of love for whom we were made. You see, we always need to be reminded of the fact That the depth of God's love is revealed to us that even in our sin, even while we were lost in our sin, that God paid the ultimate price showing the depth of his love for us in sending his only son Jesus Christ into this world to die as a sacrifice on the cross. As the only means of the forgiveness of our sins. And at the very heart and soul of our relationship with God is the sacrificial death of Christ and the redeeming love of God expressed through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that reminds us that as we live in relationship with God, when we have claimed our faith and that grace through Jesus Christ, that we're prepared not just for a a a once-a-year Thanksgiving feast, but that we look forward and we anticipate greatly because of the love of the Father, that wonderful Thanksgiving banquet that will be in heaven called the marriage supper of the Lamb. Until that day, we give thanks to God for our salvation, and we do so through the loving sacrifice and remembering that as we celebrate together from the table the elements of the bread that reminds us of the broken body of Jesus in the cup. That reminds us of the shed blood of Jesus Christ to establish that new covenant, a covenant of grace based upon the love of God for us expressed through Jesus Christ. In fact, the Apostle Paul would write in 1 Corinthians 10, 16, Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? See, it's here today. As we partake of these simple elements of a piece of bread and a small drink of juice, that we are reminded of the love of God. And in that, we are called to give thanks to Him for all the blessings in our life because He's the source of that. And we also pause to give Him thanks for our salvation, for our redemption through Jesus Christ, who came as the Son of God, God in the flesh who gave his life on the cross of Calvary as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And we should come today as a people of God with grateful hearts. As we partake of the bread and share in the cup, we're reminded of the depth of God's love, and we should do so with a sense of gratitude.